Sports Talk with Big Sarge Podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge. Before I get this podcast started, let me give a special shout out to all the daddies out there that didn't get draws and t-shirts and socks. Y'all remember I did that little public service announcement earlier last week and said, hey, don't get your daddy none of that. I ain't getting none of that. I got new shoes, new shoes, new shoes, new shoes. And I got a beautiful keychain from my daughter that says Bearfield on it. It's a B. It's a cow. It got the Dallas Cowboys star on it. I love it. I I love it. I love it so much. I love it this this much. It feels so good when little kids come up to you and be like, "You're my bestest friend in the whole wide world." Just makes me feel good. Shout out to everybody who celebrated Juneteenth and who is celebrating it as a federal holiday. I have some thoughts on that, but we'll get to that. That's another podcast. That's the Attention to Orders podcast coming soon with Arthur Jenkins. That is a whole nother podcast in itself because you never, ever really want to recognize Juneteenth till they told you you was getting it off with pay. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't make the rules. I just break them. I mean, follow them, or however that saying goes. Once again, you tune in to Sports Talk with Big Sarge Podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge. We got a power pack show today. I want to tell you how a 16-year-old found his calling at the Houston Astros game on Sunday. The petty, petty, pettiness, the petty, petty, pettiness of two NBA players going back and forth on social media that I never knew that I needed and lazy journalism 101. Now, you know, I haven't done lazy journalism in a long time. Not because there wasn't any lazy journalists, just because I was like, okay, Sarge, you're being kind of hard on them. Give them a chance. Just sit back, relax, and just watch. And I try. And I try to just sit back and relax and just watch, but it's hard. I'm telling you, it's 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 really hard. It's 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 really really hard, especially when you are on the Angry Bird, on the Angry Bird. I call it Twitter. On the Angry, on the Angry, on the Angry Bird. I call it Twitter. Especially when you're on Twitter, you have no other opportunity to see anything else but a bunch of lazy journalism and going into the summer where it's nothing going to be but list 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 who's the greatest of all time of this who's the greatest of all time of that who has disappointed you in this who has disappointed you in that who is on your mount rushmore of this and who's on your mount rushmore of that it's going to be a lot of lazy journalism coming up 
But today's journalism that I have doesn't have anything to do with the list. All right, let's jump right into this thing. So on yesterday, for those of you all know, you know that I do cover the Houston Astros. And I was at the game yesterday. The Houston Astros took on the Chicago White Sox. They defeated the Chicago White Sox 4-3 to three to win the series. And a special thing happened. One, Mauricio Dubon, who is filling in for Jeremy Pena because he is on the IL right now, got his first, first home run as a Houston Astro. <clears throat> now, you know that the Houston Astros traded for him from the San Francisco Giants. And so he hit his first home run as a Houston Astro. Something else happened special, and that was J.J. Matajevic. I think I'm saying that right. I'm hoping I say that right, because the only thing I ever call him is J.J. And if, hey, let me tell you something. Let me, let me stop. Pause. Hold on one second. If you ever get a chance to meet J.J. Matajevic, take it. Take the opportunity to meet him. By far, one of the one of my favorite people I love talking to. Because JJ, let me just say this. To me, it just seemed like JJ appreciated. Oh, I'm sorry. JJ appreciates and can relate a little bit more to Juneteenth than the others. Let that marinate, let that sizzle in your spirit for a second. Let it just hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you come at Sarge, just, just hold on, hold on. Just, just one second before Sarge gives you emotional damage. Just one second. Just let that breathe. Okay. So on yesterday, reserve first baseman, first baseman JJ Matajevic was in the game because Jordan Alvarez uh, didn't play due to a hand injury. He was out, so Dusty Baker, the Astros manager, decided to insert him into the game as a designated hitter. Now, this isn't the first time that J.J. has been called up from the AAA uh, Sugarland Space Cowboys, where he is ripping the ball off the cover down there. But he hadn't gotten a hit on the major league level yet. So, on yesterday... Sunday, Father's Day, Juneteenth. JJ got his first hit as a major league ball player. Not only did he get his first hit, but within the same at bat, he got his first home run on national television, on ESPN. It, yesterday, that game was the uh, ESPN Sunday night game of the week. So JJ hit a home run. For his first hit and his first home run in on the major league level. There was a young man, 16-year-old Rylan Freeman, who just so happened to retrieve that ball. And what I mean by retrieve it is because he didn't catch it. It bounced off of two people's head and landed in front of him, and he picked the ball up. So he didn't catch it. He didn't catch the home run. He was just at the right place at the right time. And so, of course, what do the Astros representatives do? They go to find this, this young man to find whoever has the ball so they can retrieve it for J.J. Well, they get it. They got it. But it took a whole lot. I think that 16-year-old Rylan Freeman may have found this calling at the Astros game. He should be an agent. 
if not an agent, he needs to be in something that requires negotiations. Because for that ball, for J.J. Matajevic's first hit, first home run ball, he negotiated to get six game tickets, six batting practice tickets, a signed Justin Verlander jersey, and a Jose Altuve autographed baseball. He got game tickets, batting practice tickets, a signed Justin Verlander uh, jersey, and an autographed Jose Altuve baseball just for being in the right place at the right time. There's a lot of people on the Angry Birds app. Yeah, wait, you know what? Hold on, hold on. I, I think I need to do this. There's a lot of you all who were angry yesterday on Twitter and on social media because you said that the kid should have just gave the ball back. Hey, just give it back. Hey, take a sign back from, back from JJ and just get, and give him the ball back. It's special to him. Well, guess what? The first mistake that they made is they asked him, what do you want? A lot of a lot of people who are listening to this podcast are married men. Or if you're not a married man, you've been in a relationship for a very long time. And you know that when you ask, what do you want? You're not always going to get the answer that you thought you were going to get. Hey, babe. You hungry? Yeah. What you want? And then that's another hour-long conversation as you all stay hungry to, to figure it out. Hey, you want to go out tonight? Yeah, that's cool. All right, so I'm going to go out and I'm going to pick some stuff up and, and you know, I'm going to pick up a couple of items. Hey, you want something back from the store? What you want? Uh, yeah. You know how that goes. You know how it is when people are indecisive. You know how it is when people can't make a decision and now you all are mad because the kid knew exactly what he wanted. They asked him, what do you want? He said, this is what I want. Was he not supposed to answer the question? Was he just supposed to say, oh, you know what? No, I'll just give it back. Can I get a signed baseball bat from JJ? No, the kid was in position of power. That's what goes on. Negotiations goes on all the time here in the United States. The kid knew what he wanted. I am glad he got what he wanted. There's a lot of people out there that's going to listen to this podcast and going to say, why, Sarge? Why, Sarge? He should have just been able, he should have just gave the ball back. That was special to JJ. Well, it was special to him, too. It was special to him, too, because, I mean, he caught the ball. It was his. That, that may have been the only ball he's ever caught. I'm sorry, that may be the only ball he's ever gotten from a, a professional baseball game, from a major league baseball game. That may have been, been the only baseball he ever got then, and he may not ever get one for the rest of his life. So why not take advantage of, of the opportunity to get what you want? It ain't easy to catch a baseball. It ain't easy to get a, a baseball at a major league game. You have to be in the right place at the right time. So they asked him, what do you want? He told him exactly what he wanted. Now it helped that it was a nationally televised game on ESPN where they blew it up and the Astros couldn't look bad. The Astros could not look bad. They couldn't say, ah, Justin Verlander ended up signing the jersey. I think, uh, I don't know, because I was in the press box, but I think that Justin Verlander signed the jersey 
while uh, he was talking to maybe a couple of the broadcasters who were doing the game for ESPN. But I'm happy. I'm happy that Ryland Freeman, 16-year-old Ryland Freeman, got what he wanted. I probably would have done the same thing if you ask me. Hey, Sarge, you just got such, such, such. What you want? Well, I'm glad that you asked me what I want. What Ryland Freeman learned at a very early age, at the tender, tender, tender age of 16, is that, guess what? He already knows what he wants. He already knows how to negotiate. He already knows how to answer a question truthfully. Some of you still having that problem. Lying to your wives. Hey, anyway, we're about to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to tell you that I'm going to talk about the, the, the social media beef that I never knew that I wanted, but I needed so much in my life. We'll be back. I've been working this crazy shift and I am yeah, yeah. I wish I me could buy me a spaceship and fly. I swear I did. But wait, hear me out. But wait, hear me out. If my manager insults me again, I will be assaulting him after I fuck the manager up. Then I'm gonna shorten the register. Hey, welcome back. You're tuning into the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge. I'm feeling good today. Hey, I'm feeling good today. All right. On last week, the Golden State Warriors won their fourth NBA Finals championship. They defeated the Boston Celtics 4-2 in the NBA Finals, and... Breathe, Sarge. Breathe. Okay. Tomorrow, I will talk about how Jason Tatum won a participation trophy in the Eastern Conference Finals. Because you remember on last podcast, I said, hey, Jason Tatum, if you all don't win the NBA Finals, I am going to roast you. And on tomorrow, I am going to roast you reason why I'm going to roast you is because one, I mean, man, listen, let me tell you something, Jason Taylor. I lost my wife and my mama all in a 15 month span. I still got my mama number saved in my phone with her messages. And I still got my late wife's number and, and I still got my late wife's number and messages saved in my phone. And I'm not texting none of them. That was just not smart to text the late great Kobe Bryant. I know you were probably trying to do it for motivation, but it just not a good look, Jason. And I like you. I think you can hoop. It's just not a good look. You know what else isn't a good look? Hey, John Morant, by far one of my favorite players to watch in the NBA. John Morant is the point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies. I like John Morant. 
because John Morant got that dog in him. And I don't mean D-O-G. I'm talking about D-A-W-G. John Morant reminds me so much of Russell Westbrook. And what I mean by that is Russell Westbrook got that dog in him. I mean, that when he step on the court, you're not. He has no fear. His heart pumps no fear. John Morant, his heart pumps no fear. I love it. John Morant is electrifying. John Morant is exciting to watch. John Morant is one of those players that you just be like, man, how did you, wait a minute, what? Hold on, time out. I got to rewind that. What'd you just do? I love it. I love watching John Morant play. I'm not so much sold on the Memphis Grizzlies because it's another story for another time. They just, I just feel like sometimes watching Memphis, you're like, what am I watching? Am I watching a basketball game or am I watching a football game? Like, am I watching a fullback hit three-pointers? Like, I mean, come on now. Yeah, I'm the only one that thought that Desmond Bain look, looks like he could play in the NFL, either at fullback, tailback, or linebacker. Because, you know, growing up, the linebacker and the fullback was the same person. So I feel like Desmond Bain could play linebacker and fullback in the NFL. They have no – like, the Grizzlies don't have a rhythm. They don't have a rhythm to them. What I mean by it, they don't have a continuity. They don't have a flow. They just got a bunch of dudes that'll go out and play. And all of them feeds off of John Morant, even though they do still play well when John Morant is not in there. But it just, ah, the Grizzlies can come out and blow a team out by 20, or they can come out and lose by 20. You never really know. But this Draymond Green, and John Morant beef is the gift I never thought I needed from social media till I needed it. They have been going back and forth with each other. And I just want to, Ja, listen, I get it, bro. I, I get it. I would, you know, I would be kind of upset too, you know, if Clay Thompson called out one of my teammates, even though your teammate started it. But I get it. You got to defend your teammate. I get it. Hey, man, but you might have to sit this one out. You, you, you just like, you know, like how how you did in games five and six? You may have to sit this one out, John Morant. Only because Draymond Green has the upper hand. And Draymond Green is more pettier than you are. He his pump, his heart pumps petty all day long. And I understand you're going back and forth with him on social media. And I understand it's friendly fire, but <laughs> Draymond is petty. He's not going to stop. And he feeds. The, the more you come at him, the stronger he gets as far as the pettiness is concerned. So you might want to sit this one out, John Morant, because you keep saying these little things. And Draymond Green is a champion, four-time champion. He just won. His team just won the NBA Finals. They played you all during the playoffs to get to the NBA Finals. They beat you all in six games. The, 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 the sad reality of it is, is that you didn't play game five and game six. Ja, you remember what happened in game five? In game five, after three quarters, y'all was up by 52 points. 119 to 67. Y'all were up by 52 points and you wasn't even playing you know what you were doing on the sideline 
making hand gestures towards Steph Curry. You know what you were doing on the sideline? Talking trash to Draymond Green. You know what Draymond said? Oh, that's cool. I got it. No problem. We'll see what happens. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll, we'll just watch what happens. Game six, y'all lost. Game six, you lost. So with that being said, why are you coming at Draymond now? Just leave him alone. Y'all were up by 52 points. Y'all were playing whoop that trick on the sideline, and Draymond Green was waving a towel, dancing to the music. You know what that means? In his mind, he didn't care. It's one game. Y'all got to beat us more than one game. In the next game, they came out and they beat y'all. So while you were at home, Draymond Green was getting another ring. You might want to sit this one out. You might want to leave him alone. He doesn't even have that type of, of mindset to know when to stop. Draymond Green don't know when to stop. So just leave him alone. I get it. You can talk trash. Wait till y'all play again. Talk trash. But if you keep talking trash all the way out till the season starts again, you're never going to beat Draymond Green in talking trash. You can bring up his stats. He doesn't care. You can bring up he can't shoot. He does not care. You can bring up all these other things about him. He does not care. He's still going to be petty. And eventually, he's going to throw that ring in your face. Something you may not ever get playing with the Memphis Grizzlies. You might want to sit this one out, John. I like you. I do. You're my guy. I see a lot of uh, Jalen Green, guard for the Houston Rockets. I see a lot of you in Jalen. No fear. So I'm telling you it telling you this as a fan i'm telling you this as a pg that's a petty general in in, in the petty army yeah i'm a i'm a five-star petty general sit this one out because when he does throw that ring in your face what are you gonna do there's nothing there's nothing that you can do hey but i'll tell you this though maybe you know what keep going Maybe the ring, maybe the ring that he throws in your face once he gets it, because it's not even before he gets it. He's going to throw the other three in your face. He's going to show you the picture of him with the trophy, knowing that he's going to get the ring. He's going to throw that ring in your face, kind of like what Kaminga did, but hopefully you'll use it as. Yeah. All I really got for you, Jah. Can't wait to see you play next season. Can't wait to you all coming to the Toyota Center. I mean, whew. yeah. Hmm. But that's one of them things where you just feel like. You tune into the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. We'll be back.
Yeah. The dash is digi, the schedule busy, my head in a hoodie, my shorty a goodie, my cousins are crazy, my cousins like boogie, life is amazing, it is what it should be, been here for 10 but I feel like a rookie, I tell her look up cause it's snowing in tussies, but for three years man you can't even book me, it's me and little baby, the shit going but wait, hear me out, but wait, hear me out, Hey, welcome back. You're doing this sports talk with Big Sarge podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge. Hey, listen, I'm going to have a special edition. So you all are going to, you're in for a treat. I'm going to give you a bonus edition. I'm going to do lazy journalism by itself because I, I got to get to this before I get out of here. I definitely got to get to this. Okay. So you all know how I do it. All my Vietnam veterans, welcome home. Germany, good night. All my active duty military personnel that's downrange, good night. It is now time for Big Sarge's Article 15. Skip Bayless, come get this work. Skip Bayless, how dare you? How dare you make the comments that you made about Steph Curry? And side note, look. I, I know you cool with Lil Wayne. The, the, you cool with Lil Wayne. You know what that means? That means that you can only go to Lil Wayne's cookout. That's it. Lil Wayne is the only one inviting you to the cookout. No one else. Maybe Shannon Sharp. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, y'all work together. I get it. But I don't understand if, I mean, I, I don't know if you all are really that cool. So maybe Shannon Sharp. Lil Wayne, of course. He's going to invite you to the barbecue all day long. You can come to the cookout. Hey. You didn't got somewhere in your mind. You didn't got that thing misconstrued. You didn't got it twisted. You think that you just one of us, and by one of us, I ain't gonna even say an African American. You just think you're a black guy. You can't say some of the things you think that you can say. You don't have that past, Skip Bayless. Listen, on Friday you said this. You said, and I quote. I don't care what Twitter says. I don't care what anyone says. I just know what I did and did not see from little light-skinned Steph. Talking about Steph Curry. There have been too many times when he got so light-skinned in the finals, I couldn't see him anymore because he turned into a ghost. He just went poof right before your very eyes. I just know what I did and did not see from little light-skinned Steph. Skip, who told you could say that? Did you run these comments by Shannon? Because Shannon is a dark brother like myself. Shannon and I share the same melanin. We share the same skin color. We both would have been in the field and not in the house. Like, Shannon from Georgia, I'm from Texas. We kind of know what it's like. I don't think... Skip, you can't say that. I can say that. You know why? Because I'm a dark-skinned black man who loves to make jokes on light-skinned black men. I can do that because it's not going to come off and sound racist. It's not. You know why? 
Because light-skinned guys make jokes about dark-skinned black guys. That's just what we do. In the black culture, we make jokes. Now, some of them take it too far, but we make jokes about being light-skinned problems, dark-skinned problems. We can do that. Skip, you can't. I don't care how many chains Lil Wayne gives you. I don't care how many African-American athletes you've covered. I don't care how many black athletes you have in your phone. You can't do it. And one of the reasons why you were able to get away with it probably is because you are the head person on Undisputed. That is your show. They pulled you from ESPN. They brought you over. They recruited you from ESPN to do this show. So you're the head guy. Somebody should have said, hell no, Skip, you can't say that. Skip, Skip, Skip. You can't say that, Skip. Shannon, I'm gonna need you to stand up, brother. He can't say that. You know he can't say that, Shannon. You know he can't say, not Skip Bayless, cannot say that. The LeBron slander, ah. The whoever else slander, ah. You think just because you got Michael Jordan as your goat that you get to talk about dark skin, light skin problems? No. And the African-Americans who are mad about it should be mad about it, Skip, because you should know better. But then again, you... You've been tuned into the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. I'm out. But wait, hear me out.